the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and and Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat in. Uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about stock market, what you should invest in, what you should avoid. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A um, couple things, you know, some of the top stories of today. China's got a little bit of a crisis going on. Their stock market continues to struggle. Uh, down 6.2% today. People think China's going to devalue their currency again. Housing starts near an eight-year high. Building permits fell, though. The economy is firing on all cylinders. If you take a look at, you know, where builders have ramped up. Again, that should bode well for companies like Home Depot down the road. Speaking of which, Home Depot came out with a great quarter and a great outlook. Walmart came out with a bad quarter and a bad outlook. Oil prices hit a new six-year low yesterday, raising the prospect of dramatically cheaper gasoline after the summer driving season. Right now, we're all out driving, so there's also a refinery outage or two. That's keeping the pump price surprisingly high, despite the huge drop in crude. But unless something else happens, then you should see lower gas prices, which should help the consumer in the fall. Um, can't guarantee that, of course, but should. It's the, you know, the right idea here. Um, other big stories of note today. And again, I don't get them all, so please note that. Um, NBC Universal is investing $200 million in BuzzFeed for an equity stake, uh, gaining a sizable equity partner in one of the most innovative and popular online publishers. Starbucks is diving deep in cold coffee, um, in large part because millennials um, are all about it and into it. So... Uh, older drinkers tend to drink hot coffee. Younger drinkers tend to go for more of the iced beverages. Rents are rising, but there's ways to stretch your dollars. Uh, if you're paying more for rent this year, you're not alone. Rents climbed an average 15% across the country between 2009 and 2014. And the cost to rent in some markets like New York, Seattle, and San Francisco jumped more than 
We now know the release date on the iPhone 6S, according to a triple leak from Best Buy and uh, a carrier and one other group, um, is going to be September 18th. IRS hack for a larger than thought. Uh, On Monday, we learned that the IRS said an additional 220,000 accounts had also been hacked and all 334,000 accounts were accessed. Uh, though whether information was stolen from everyone is not known, I don't think it's a bad idea for you to check your credit uh, two, three times a year. U.S. Postal Service tries their hand at delivering fish and groceries. Uh, the agency is wrapping up same-day delivery in a move to better compete with FedEx and UPS as well as Amazon. That's going to be the weirdest story of the day in my book. And again, it's just weird. Uh, post office delivering food so um gap isn't cool anymore but they have a plan to change that in the world of instagram gap kind of lost out it's consumers turned cheaper faster fashion alternatives gap failed to catch it and uh they're trying to work on you know getting their supply chain in instant fashion faster um those are the major big stories of the day 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Wall Street waivers as traders eye China route in the housing data. Again, I'm advocating that you be intelligent with your portfolio and not reactive. So have a plan if you're worried. I get people who are worried about Greece, people who are worried about Russia and Ukraine, people who are worried about... Um, China or terrorism, you know, another bomb yesterday, taking the lives of 20 plus people. It's in Bangkok, like it can just, you know, it can make you kind of crazy as far as an investor goes. Um, I think right now the biggest thing is it's twofold in my opinion. It's China devaluing their currency as well as the Fed raising interest rates. Some of the winners from that combination should be U.S. banks, U.S. small caps. Um, And with oil being cheap and gasoline being cheap, I think you could start looking at, and again, maybe it works out beautifully like this and or not, but um, names like Starbucks. Uh, Because when people have a little extra money around, they go out and they say, you know what, I'm going to pick up some Starbucks or... I'm going to pick up my purchasing of Under Armour. I think Under Armour is a brand that's really gaining in popularity. They've been very astute about the athletes that they've lined themselves with. Jordan Spieth, Steph Curry, they got for steals. Um, a lot of people right now are looking at the fossil fuel place. Um, a lot of the names that were fossil fuel oriented went from growth stocks to value stocks. Oil has vulnerability. Some people see it going potentially down to $20 a barrel. That seems highly improbable, but um, it's got nowhere to go on the upside at this point in time. Natural gas has not been strong either, and the shale revolution turned out to sow the seeds of destruction for the industry in the near term. Um, So that's your fossil fuel thought of the day, so to speak. Um, Amazon is an interesting stock. It requires a strong stomach to own. How much money they make in e-commerce, unclear. Amazon's cloud computing business has come to the fore, and that really changed the perception of Amazon as a stock. Um, Amazon's web service business and the announcement to break out the financials for this business in the future was welcome. 
there are worries out there that Amazon is a money-losing e-commerce company with no regard to profitability. People are nervous that it's into so many things, some of them far-fetched. Um, of course, you should worry about these things. But the industries the company is in, e-commerce and cloud computing, that should yield profitability in the future. Uh, this is a case where growth managers need to take you know, risk because the profitability is not yet apparent. So if you're going to you know, manage your portfolio and put growth stocks in it without a company that's not earning money, it's going to give you a little bit of a, like a stomach churn, right? Um, if you're living in a 2.5% GDP growth world and interest rate world that's incredibly low, you want companies to invest aggressively right now and borrow money. Compounding in 5 or 10 years, more will make it you know, more worthwhile. So Amazon's borrowing money, and they're printing it, um, and they're implementing it. So I'm okay with that when it's at low levels of cost. So um, technically speaking, you know, I'm not going to let the Chinese situation like freak me out too much, but I'm going to pay attention to it because China's an exporter, and they want to try to be a service-driven economy internally. Uh, they're a long, long way off from that. So when you invest, you have to learn that humility is the most important part of the process, and you have to have respect for the market. You try to gauge as much as possible when fundamental views are going to translate into price movement, but oftentimes the market's going to take some of the high-growth names up before the good news. So momentum can push the price far or too, you know, early. Uh, but when it reverses, it just doesn't dissipate. It comes back with equal force. Um, so be careful what you own. But there's some really, really good names out there. Facebook, Apple, Netflix, MasterCard, Visa, Disney, Starbucks, Sun Edison. Good names. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. To be honest with you, um, I probably don't say that enough, and I should because I work in radio and television and I feel blessed and everything positive that I can about that uh, comes out of my mouth when I start thinking about that. Sometimes it takes a little bit of a leap of faith to have confidence in the stock market. I get it. Sometimes you have to have a longer time horizon than you want. I get it. Uh, One of the things I like to try to teach is, you know, if you've got 20 years, let's say you're like 40 and you're going to retire at 60, Go take a look at a 20-year chart of someone like a Home Depot um, and see if you wanted to own it over that 20-year period. 
Same thing with Disney or Visa or, you know, companies like Microsoft or Apple. Doesn't mean the next 20 years will be that great, but in the last 20 years, it means that they've gone through 9-11, they've gone through a couple recessions, they've gone through a dot-com implosion. Um, they've seen things, and there's some things you can't unsee. I'm taking a look right now at Home Depot, and holy mackerel, uh, they had a good quarter. But if you go back to 2010, five years ago, it was a $28 stock, now it's $123. Um, it declined in the late 90s and into early 2002, uh, when the markets were struggling from 2000-2002. But the markets are at all-time high, 7 out of 10 years. You can't beat those odds. And I don't want you to try to beat those odds. I want you to work with those. Um, have, con have confidence over the long term. Over the short term, who the hell knows? Um, would I buy Home Depot today? I'd buy it, but my expectations would be very low for the next year. It has a high valuation. Um, would I buy Disney? I would buy Disney, but my expectations would be very low. It's had a huge run. My expectations for Apple are actually a little bit higher because the valuation is so cheap. Um, compared to other names, but it's such a big stock. They have to do big things now and uh, a little bit tougher. I prefer Facebook because the, you know, dollars of uh, subscriber per head, I think they've got, I think they've got some big moves in them in the next five years. Uh, but I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you that this is what I expect to happen from, you know, years of doing this. And uh, hopefully, I've given you some really good ideas in the past, and hopefully you've been pretty smart about the way you invest and don't get too caught up and or too freaked out. Um, last week, you know, uh, I started looking at a lot of the airline stocks. I flew last week. And I'll tell you, I don't want to say it's a racket, but I think something's going on where if you take a first early morning flight, uh there's a chance that it gets canceled, and then they just distribute all those people through the other five flights of the day. So let's say if you're flying from here to L.A. Uh, I think there's a high chance, like with Delta or whoever, that they're going to cancel the first flight, and then they're going to rebook everyone on the next couple of flights that aren't filled up. Therefore, they save one flight. That's a big cost, right? And they put more people in seats at the other ones. I can't prove this theory, but it feels that way. Um, and that means you want to own that business. And right now with low oil, and oil expected to be low through 2016, um, these guys can make more money. And the U.S. economy is doing fine. Would I buy a big international airline stock? Nope. But names like Southwest, um, I think are very interesting. Relatively less non-fuel margin compression. Uh, Delta Airlines is nice. Some view American Airlines as the beta play of the group. Um... I'm not crazy about American Airlines, just just not me. Um, JetBlue has had great performance this year, given momentum on the self-help narrative and stronger relative network performance. Uh, Alaska Air is doing well on easing competitive dynamics and strong execution. So the sector uh, has some concerns on capacity. Um, exasperated by the lower for longer fuel environment, which could result in another leg down in domestic passenger revenue per available seat mile. International improvements seem remote, with the U.S. continuing to strengthen in trends in Asia and Latin America deteriorating. Um, the July PRASM, 
Prasm, P-R-A-S-M. Um, it's a metric that's tied towards how much they get per user. Um, has been doing well. Uh, you know, the passenger revenue per available seat, Prasm. Um, so it's Prasm, passenger revenue, available seat, miles. You get the idea. In the lower cost fuel environment, yield pressure seems unlikely to materially improve. There isn't any structural change. Um, so JetBlue is pretty resilient in my mind, as is Southwest. Uh, JetBlue management continues to highlight strong performance across its networks. They raised some prices and they started charging uh, where they hadn't uh, about six months ago. So they still have another six months of comps that should be pretty easy to beat there. Um, I don't know. I guess you could even look at, at a Hawaiian Airlines if you want it. So I haven't done enough work on that to throw that out there myself. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Walmart cuts their outlook. Boy, it stinks to be Walmart right now. Um one reason Walmart is struggling is, you know, a lot of theft and inventory shrinkage was meaningfully higher than planned for the quarter. Walmart probably lost about 1% of its U.S. revenues, or roughly $3 billion every year, to people who steal, uh, whether it be customers or employees. A lot of other factors contributing to Walmart's profit decline were dropping gross margin, primarily related to lower-than-expected pharmacy reimbursements and higher wages. Um, the CEO said, I want to be straightforward. These issues will present continuing profit challenges for the remainder of the year. The company also added a fleet of asset protection customer specialists who will check receipts as shoppers leave. Walmart is testing the added door presence in 300 of its 4,500 stores. The company is also reviewing the end-to-end -end inventory management process with a special focus on shrinkage. Um, I was in a, what is it, a dressing room at a retail store not too long ago, and uh, I noticed some of the tags were cut off. So people would go in, get a shirt, cut the tag, put it on under their jacket or whatever, put another shirt on underneath it, and just walk out with it. And it just kind of breaks my heart because as a kid, I don't think I had a lot of, you know, morality. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, theft sucks. So anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. You can find me online at Rob black.com you can drop me an email rob at robblack.com housing starts right at the fastest pace since october 2007 again telling you that the housing part of our economy is doing well it'll be interesting to see how it does when higher interest rates come when higher interest rates do come you probably want to own some of the financial sector hint hint wink wink nudge nudge take a break here see you right back Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. Great website, lots of good insight. I start my day every day by reading his page one. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. It's nice to be back with you. Um, yeah, and it's that end-of-the-season vacation kind of time. Is Are you seeing any reaction? Are you seeing any um, end-of-the-year vacation, less trading days, less not trading days, but trading volume? Are, are we seeing any of that? Yeah, you know, it, it tailed off um, yesterday. Um, the volume okay. at the NYC was under 700 million shares, and I, I think that was also the case on uh, on Friday. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a symptom of uh, of either people just you know actually being on vacation or simply taking a vacation from the market, if you will, because they're probably tired of dealing with it. It's interesting that you bring up the tired of dealing with the market. I'm a little surprised we're not lower today after what we saw come out of China as far as another big move down, which a lot of people are hinting at the you know, devaluation of their currency again. Yeah, you know, and I think it's it's simply a reflection of uh, the market recognizing that uh, that the real big thing everyone's waiting on is, is the Federal Reserve and their you know their their meeting in September. Um, will they or will they not you know raise interest rates? I mean that has been the great question uh, all year here that has kind of kept this market uh, stuck, if you will. Um, and with respect to China, um, you know there could be some bigger fish to fry down the road here. But at the moment, I think there's still a willingness to to look at that market, the Shanghai Composite, which is made up mostly of local investors and regarded as simply a a bastion of, you know, speculation, almost casino-like, if you will. And the market's getting a little bit more immune, I think, to those uh, sharp you know, rises and falls in the uh, Shanghai composite. Um, but uh, but certainly keeping my eye on, though, is is the devaluation as well as the uh, the drop in regional currencies there that are, are really going to, you know, I think create some issues um, uh, for that part of the world that have potential to spill over uh, if they start to gain some momentum. I saw today that commodity holdings and emerging market holdings are at record lows now for the United States. Is that something you – I can't recommend it. Like, don't sell at the bottom per se, but um, with oil – with commodities hitting lows, it seems that Americans are selling at the bottom. Right. You know, I think probably at this juncture, you, uh, you know, you may be – too late to sell, but um, probably prudent thing is to still, you know, wait to buy uh, when you've come off an extended cycle like we saw in the commodity super cycle. Um, you know, the, the depression, if you will, of those prices can persist for, you know, for an extended period. Um, there's certainly a lot going on right now, uh, whether it's uh, increased supply uh, in the oil market, um, whether it's actually weakening end demand, uh, whether it's the impact of the strengthening dollar that you know weighs on these dollar-denominated commodity prices. Uh, it's all sort of coming to a head here to suggest that uh, you know perhaps we might be stuck in a rut here with commodity prices for a while, and so. 
it's best I think just to continue to 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 play that on the uh, from the well not to play it but simply to observe it from the sidelines right now. There will be trading opportunities here. Um, you're probably going to see some big bounces occasionally, but unless you uh, have the mindset to, to you know to be a trader to be quite nimble, um, it's probably not the best spot to be in right now because um, it could potentially be dead money uh, a dead money area for a while. What are you looking at inside the markets as an area that might have some value tied towards it? Because I think your official stance is that the overall market feels overvalued. Mm -hmm. um, is that fair? Yeah. And where where are you seeing value? Right. So, you know, I, I do think that there's still value to be had within, within the financial space and within those banks. Um, you know, if we get uh, the Fed raising interest rates and, and you do see – economic activity pick up, um, you know, that all feeds into uh, to the benefits of these of these banking stocks. Um, now, there's some big ifs out there, uh, but um, but I think that's an area when you take into account just how uh, down and out the market has been on that space due to regulatory burdens and the, the legal mess uh, that they have uh, that they frankly got themselves into and are still trying to extricate themselves from. Um, you know, those are some known issues already, uh, and you have yet to really see the fruits of these better fundamentals kick in here. And if that does happen, uh, then there probably is still some value to be had in playing those uh, those banking issues and the financial sector in general, which could benefit certainly an initial part of a, of a, of a tightening cycle. This morning we saw Walmart come out and miss and guide down. We saw Home Depot come out and hit and guide up. Is there anything to be read in that simple statement, or did you see the details come out on the companies? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Home Depot is certainly uh, benefiting not only from just excellent execution uh, at a company level, but certainly is reaping the benefits of some improving macro factors uh, that relate to the housing sector. Um, we saw that you know housing starts uh, pick up uh, today, and and importantly, single family starts uh, pick up noticeably in July. That's that's an encouraging indication. Uh, you do still have low you know mortgage rates, and to the extent that you see banks uh, you know lessening or easing their credit standards, uh, that should promote uh, increased you know housing activity that ultimately works very well and you know to the favor of a company like Home Depot. Now, Walmart is certainly an interesting situation because you would think that they are in a perfect spot right now to really capitalize on this economic environment that uh, features, you know, uh, a considerable drop in gas prices, higher levels of employment, and, you know, rising minimum wage standards that certainly help their lower income uh, customer base. And yet, you're not seeing any real growth there at, at Walmart, and that's been really problematic. In fact, you're seeing uh, you know, profit margins contract, uh, and that's going to, uh, you know, really weigh on that stock uh, because, you know, investors, I th I think, are just kind of, you know, getting disenchanted here with paying a, a premium multiple for the company that's, you know, not really growing uh, uh, very impressively right now and, and isn't putting out any signs that it's going to grow impressively here uh, over the near to intermediate term. Okay. Anything else that you're working on right now? Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist for Briefing.com. Anything that you're working on that you think we should be aware of? 
Well, you know, I alluded to it a little bit earlier in the interview. I said I'm going to start you know, working on and investigating really this, this issue of kind of what's going on in East Asia um, and, and how the uh, devaluation of the yuan could ultimately create some bigger issues there if uh, you see commodity prices continue to slide, uh, the debt burden of dollar-denominated debts continue to rise, and those regional currencies continue to slide. That's that's a uh, not a very good mix there from an economic standpoint, and uh, just going to start looking further into that. Back, back to the markets right now. Um, it seems like the United States is, I'm not going to say the best country in the world, but we seem to be okay compared to what's happening in the rest of the world. As a strategist, would you recommend things along the lines of like going after small cap stocks versus large cap stocks, or is that splitting the hair a little bit too much? Well, um, yeah, I think it you know does kind of relate to what every individual investor's risk profile is. Yes. Um, but if you look at it, you know, from that macro standpoint, and you, and you work off the thesis that the U.S. economy is really the kind of the best place to be in the world economy, then that should ultimately play to the strengths of these small cap issues and these domestically concentrated companies. Um, but the problem there is that you're going to see some. Um, some issues come into play with rising interest rates that will, uh, you know, start to weigh on some of those high multiples in, in, in the small cap space. Um, so, you know, it's probably an area where you want to concentrate perhaps more on some of your uh, value-based stocks that, you know, continue to pay a nice dividend there uh, and that are going to work well in any uh, economic environment, you know, all things considered. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. Solid website with lots of good details, stock market updates, live action feeds. You can put in a portfolio if you want to watch. Um, anytime there's something that comes in uh, research heavy, uh, you go to the live feed. You don't have to watch it every day, but you can search that live feed. Um, for instance, I'll go right now and type in Apple. And what comes up for Apple is just three major interests today. Um, Apple got a Favorable mention um, on Mad Money yesterday. Eh, okay, throw that one away. Apple Insider reports that Apple iPhone 6S might be introduced in Germany on September 18th. So it looks like the leak date is the 18th because there's three sources out today that says the, Apple, the new iPhone is going to be the 5S or is going to be called the 6S. We've got three sources, including Best Buy, as far as Carrier as well, that said uh, the 18th is the day that it's coming. Um and there's one more little piece on Apple. 9 to 5, Mac discusses the new Apple TV product may have an iOS 9 interface. And again, it tells you the article is a 9 to 5 Mac article, and it actually links to it. So I find briefing.com to be very, very useful um, if you work it, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Second half of the year with the oil prices as low as they are and the U.S. economy doing as well as it is, I would look at some names like JetBlue, Alaska Air, Southwest Airlines as thoughts to do some research on because they will benefit from that lower oil. The consumer does not seem to be struggling here in the United States. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. Um, you can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Facebook, I Hate Rob Black, or Cron 4, Rob Black. A lot of turmoil in Asia. China's Shanghai Composite down 6.2% surrendering last week's gain. It's been kind of dramatic there, to say the least. Um, with a lot of moves up and a lot of moves down. And Chinese stocks sold off after a dramatic devaluation of the yuan currency. That led to the nation's central bank injecting cash to the financial system. And then yesterday they were like, you know what? We're not going to we're going to you know let the market do the, what the market's doing, and we're not going to support it. So if I heard the government saying it plans to stop actively supporting the market, I'd probably sell as well. Um, <clears throat> it could be interesting to see how China ends of the year. China, if you invest in it, you have to look at it as a 10, 15, 20-year play that you regularly invest in. Um, I refer to their form of capitalism to be very similar to the United States from about 60 years ago, 70 years ago. So they're getting there, but it's not there yet. So I've got some tickets to give away. Um, first caller who wants them can have them, but just want them and just use them. It's In My Life, a musical theater tribute to the Beatles featuring Alexander John as Brian Epstein. Saturday, September 12th at the Montgomery Theater in San Jose. Tickets are on sale now. There's a lot of information at kdow.biz. So two tickets to This Is My Life musical, considered to be by industry insiders to be the most unique Beatles show in decades. It shows the various progress of the band through various stages, like the Ed Sullivan showed the psychedelic era of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and the raucous rock of revolution. So you can get tickets on sale. But if you want to win a pair of tickets, you just can't have won anything else at KDOW for the past six months. Drop, uh, Give us a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get that pair of tickets. 800-516-1220 is what you do to get on the show. Um, <clears throat> this has been an interesting year for the one-hour delivery. You can now pay Amazon $5.99 if you've got Prime and get one-hour delivery on a lot of items. That freaks people out. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are kind of like copying all this. Um, the United States Post Office is offering, you know, Something similar, I'm not going to say terribly similar, they're trying to get into delivery of like water and groceries. It doesn't feel terribly thought out yet with the United States Post Office, but it seems like they've got a postmaster general who gets it at this point in time, um, and they don't want to keep losing business to FedEx, UPS, and Amazon.com. So in New York City, letter carriers um, load boxes of fresh and frozen seafood from Fulton Fish Market onto mail trucks and deliver them to the local restaurants by 11 a.m. They collect packages from Internet Electronics Retailer Newegg for fast local afternoon delivery. They're also doing daily water delivery to businesses for Nestle in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Same-day delivery is part of a big push by the new Postmaster General. Uh, clearly, the consumer demand is such that they all want the package that day, so they're trying to be responsive to it. Postal service must grow. Volumes of first-class mail, its most profitable product, was down 2.2% through the first three quarters of the year. 
It's fallen 20% over the past decade. While the agency's package business is growing in double digits, it's still only about a fifth of the total revenue. Uh, the agency's revenue was about $67 billion. So there's a lot of potential for the organization. Do you see the USPS becoming an entrepreneurial cutting-edge delivery service? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. Like, that's my instinct, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, both FedEx and UPS have filed complaints in the past to the postal regulator, arguing that the postal service doesn't charge enough for some of its parcels. UPS supports a healthy and viable postal service, but they believe that the U.S. post office, like any other business, needs to understand the true cost for offering expanding competitive uh, services. I find that fascinating. Last month, three bills were introduced in Congress, two in the House and one in the Senate, with the aim of lifting their prohibition-era ban on the post uh, service shipping alcohol. One, the legislators said the move could provide the Postal Service with an additional $50 million annually. Um, it's interesting because the post office wants to, the Postal Service wants to introduce a bill to remove congressional requirement that the agency must pay its retiree health care benefits ahead of schedule to the tune of over $5 billion annually. If they didn't have that, the payment and workers' compensation items, they would have had a profit last year. Um, but Congress has really told them you have to play a little bit differently than other people. Um, and that's going to be interesting to watch in the near-term future as far as um, how everyone plays together. There's an entrepreneurial company you know, called SHIP, um, and they're trying to reinvent the way things are shipped. Uh, the company launched in 2014 and has since rocketed in popularity and growing number of cities. The premise is pretty simple. Instead of people going through the process of packing an item and then either calling a shipping company or hauling a package to a to facility, SHIP handles all of that for 5 bucks. Simply open the company's app, take a photo of the item, and within 20 minutes, a courier known as a ship hero arrives to whisk it away to their warehouse where they determine the postage fee. The discount SHIP gets from its couriers such as FedEx and UPS allow the company to pass some of the savings on to customers. It's like crazy, some of the new ventures that are, are creeping out of the, the works. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I always appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. Um, any questions, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.